Welcome to Finding Self with Jake. This is the show where I interview people who have used their creativity and passion to find who they are. I'm sharing these inspiring stories and interviews to help us develop a stronger sense of who we are and inspire purpose and passion in life. <laughs> so let's get started. Craig, thank you so much for coming in today. Hi, how's it going? Going good, going good. So let's start off a little bit with the, getting to know the listeners, and I want them to get to know you a little bit. Okay. Tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do. Uh, I am Craig Rich. I am a musician. Um, this speaks to the creativity and passion part of things. Uh, I am in. I consider myself in the genre known as shoegaze. Um, doesn't get brought up a, a lot around this region, but we can go into detail if you feel like it. But. Um, Basically, uh, uh, I've to kind of lead into what we're talking about. I've found myself through um, my music, and not just the straight line of where I, I'm kind of rambling already. But um, uh, I've been playing for I think 20 years now, and I finally, oh, wow. finally in like 2020, found like I I found myself through my music. But um, please. Let me shut up now. So, no, no. So you can. That's why we're here to sit and talk. That's my introduction. <laughs> no, I love it. It's perfect. It's super smooth. I, it's great. No, and and this is what this show is. It's it, conversations, right? And I try to make it real, and so we can sit down and have those conversations with each other. So, please, by all means, ramble. That is what we're here to do. So, yeah. <laughs> I I usually have like an elevator pitch ready for my music, um, and try and compare myself to similar artists and stuff like that. But I didn't know if this was the uh, the forum for it, so I, I rambled. Hey, we'll talk about it. And so I, I guess you mentioned something really interesting because I was actually before I ever have a guest on, I try to do a little bit of background research, and I'm like, well, how am I gonna research? Like, we know each other on a personal level. Like, we we're friends through. You know, through Megan and through Victoria, so it's like we have that background. Mm -hmm. um, but what I was trying to find out was like, okay, well, I want to learn a little bit about your music, so I listened to everything that I could find on Spotify today. So I'm just like going through, and through the past couple of days, I've been listening a little bit, and it's interesting to hear like a progression too. So you said you've been doing this for 20 years, so there's a lot of stuff that was before the what was it 2017 i think was when you started posting some things online at the very least with with that or were there things before yeah so um that was my first full-length album so okay. in short yes nice nice and to me hearing like i started from the new stuff and kind of worked back and then i like started listening the other direction and there's a really cool progression of like the sound from like okay like album one that you had put out to now and I think it's interesting that you brought up shoot gaze as a genre because I haven't heard of that in a minute. And now that you say it, I'm like, yeah, that's that's perfect. That really makes a lot of sense as far as what that music is. Um, let's just talk about it because you mentioned it already. Where do you pull inspiration from? Oh, sure. Um, so that's, uh, you know, a number of different sources, I guess. Everybody who's in a creative endeavor can say that. But uh, so just to kind of... I don't know. I, I have a little more like shoegaze. So um, for the, anybody listening who's not too familiar, um, just comes from the uh, term for people who are playing guitar and looking down at their feet a lot uh, because they're playing their pedal board as much as they're playing their guitar. Uh, so big guitar, wall of sound kinds of 
kinds of things going on, swirling noises and, and such, uh, very atmospheric things, uh, but noisy. So um, it's not just that for me. I've, I've had kind of a fondness for that, and it's spilled into my inspiration a lot more since uh, the pandemic, and I can talk about why that is and, uh, later on. But um, I also draw inspiration from... You know, like pop rock, like the Beatles, and uh-huh. my favorite band is U2. So it's not all just uh, way out in outer space or, or anything like that. I like, I believe in being catchy as well. So I, I actually, now that you say, when you say it out loud, I could definitely hear little bits of it. One, like thinking back of just some of the stuff I've even been listening to today, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I do get a little bit of U2 vibe in there, and it's, <laughs> and it's fun, right? Because it's one of those things. It's like we do pull, and that's with anything in life, especially when it comes to artistic and creative things. I would love to say that I have all these brilliant, amazing, original thoughts, but we're pulling from all the other things that are pieces of like what we are and who we in, like things we enjoy. So I, I love seeing that come together in like a new form and. That's kind of what it feels like. To it's me. that balance, right? Um, where you want to kind of you want to take inspiration from uh, from you know who you are inspired by, for lack of better term there. But uh, you also don't want to just straight up copy them. So it's always one of those uh, balances where you're like, how do I do what this person did? Oh wait crap, I sound like them now, I have to change this. Too much, too much, right? Yeah. And then if you've been around long enough, you have to go, well, oh, I've done this before, I don't want to sound like myself now. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a constant dance. That's an interesting thing, too, that to have been at it for so long that you're like, oh, man, I kind of did that already once. I haven't thought of it like that before. Yeah. That's interesting. Wow. Okay, so, like, take me back a long time ago to, to little, little Craig. Long time ago, 20 years. What, what got you, like, into wanting to be a musician? It's shameful because 20 years ago wasn't really little Craig. I was 19 back then. But... It's little? That's, <laughs> hey, we're at 19 years old, we don't know anything. Hey, yeah, no, I mean, that's what this is about, right? Yeah. So, like, if you ask me about myself back then, yeah, I... <laughs> I did not know who I was or uh, where I wanted to be even really, but uh, the mu- music thing has sp- spoken to me throughout the entire um, uh, breadth of that or, or what have you. But um, I think it really was like my sister showed me a couple U2 concerts on VHS oh, and I, I was like, it. I had no clue like live music could this because they put like a real showmanship into everything they do and it it was just this crazy overblown um, spectacle and I it just struck something with me Um, yeah I don't know it just sent me down that road got a guitar and I'm self-taught I I, you know I'll admit candidly here that uh, I picked up a guitar for dummies book and away I went that's great. I think that, and there's, there's a, so many ways to do it, right? Like there's, you could be professional or classically trained, or you can just lean into something that you enjoy and love. And either way, it doesn't make a difference. It's kind of what brings you to, you know, finding joy and finding the things in your life that you care about. And it sounds like at least when, if you mention that moment of like, okay, well this, this concert, that sounds like that was a little bit of a point where, you know, we always have like influences, but that sounds like it was more of a jumping off point. Like, Oh, I, 
I actually want to follow this road a little bit and see what I could do with it. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. That's really cool. So with that, I guess this kind of brings us a little bit more to like big, big time jump, right? We're going like, okay, that's the start of it. And then throughout you have a million things that happen, right? Life happens. There's always things that are crazy. When, like for my first season of this show, one of the things that we talked a lot about was like work-life balance. And it was much more geared about like careers and how people like find themselves and through their work. This mm -hmm. season, we're talking a lot more about how artists and people in creative fields use that to you know find who they are as a person. So this is kind of the big question that we center this around, but how has m music and what you do as an artist helped you find who you are? Uh, so there's there's going to be a lot of details in here, but I, I don't want to uh, like carry on forever. But go for I it. Think I'll ask questions as we go. It's cool. <laughs> I think it's funny as um, you you introduced it again as uh, you know f people finding themselves uh, themselves through uh, creative experiences rather than the work life balance. It's exactly yeah. why I didn't introduce myself as a data analyst, which <laughs> which I am. Um, I wish I could say, you know, as a part-time endeavor, but um, it is my day, day job. Uh, so, uh, but, you know, this is my passion here with music. So, nice. uh, and, and that, uh, that 20 year span, I guess the one thing that's always been true and has helped guide me is that um, I feel like music can speak some emotions that just regular language can't. And me being somebody who, you might not believe it from this podcast because I've rambled on a lot, but I'm I'm usually pretty quiet in social situations because I'm thinking of the best way to express myself. And by the time like a thought, a full thought formulates, like the conversation has moved on and I just kind of keep to myself. And um, that's always been why it's just, I grew up as a shy kid and they, they I don't know, like, parents to their credit like um, mine I think raised me pretty well um, don't really know how to solve like to help the, the people or help their children through being shy and introverted and stuff it's just kind of a no speak up come on it's okay and that really doesn't help it's yeah they're not your therapists is what I'm getting at and so sure. um that's that's another driving thing that took me down this road is I want to be able to express myself better and I feel like I can do that through song rather than just conversing um, with I don't know strangers uh, obviously here we we know each other yeah. a little bit but um, yeah it, you put me in a room full of new people and I just clam up I you know that's that's such an excellent point and for me, I've, I've always called, like, I, I don't consider myself super extroverted, which some people might be surprised by that, but I definitely have this balance of introvert-extrovert, right, where you're kind of back and forth a little bit. It, it sounds like you probably lean much more towards an introverted personality type, right? Yeah, yeah, so I put my extroverted side on stage, and then <laughs> the rest of the time it's like, okay, I'll, I'll speak when I have something to say, but otherwise it's okay to be silent, you know? It's, 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 it's an interesting thing to me because, like, when you mentioned, okay, well, you know, I, this 
artist part of me is the passionate part. Like for me, getting to sit and have one-on-one conversations, this is a place where I feel comfortable because I can sit with one person. It's very focused, it's very intentional, and it's like, okay, we can have a conversation very clearly. Put me in a room in a party where there's like too many people around and I can't like break off to a little group on the side. It's very hard for me to like function in that type of place where you know, there's just too much going on and I'm trying to pay attention to nine things at once and I'm not actually inputting anything because I'm just thinking about all the stuff. So I totally relate to that mm-hmm. very, very much. And it, it's also interesting because like for me, I just, this is another thing where I, I have a little bit more of joy for it. I have a little bit more passion. And when you say like performance, I think that like a lot of things in life too, when they're not the thing that you're like, super passionate about can feel like performance especially for introverted people like to me when i have to go to a a party that is a performance and sometimes it can be a little bit exhausting when i'm like getting out into those spaces or even going to work and i have to go talk to clients and i'm doing this thing like okay put on your realtor face you're doing this part today and then you go out there and i have conversations but i am performing on some level not you know And I I think that that's just an interesting idea where, depending on how you deal with that energy, it can really affect your life in certain ways, so. Yeah, it's kind of uh, driven me to a little more anxiety than I need in my life, but uh, yeah, I get it. You put on different uh, faces for different groups of people or different situations, but uh, you know, it's it's hard because I think deep down we all know that people really want just the genuine you, you right. know, and, but it's way easier said than done. It's very cool, though, that you can take music, though, and that's some, a place where it sounds like you can express more of what it is that, you know, you're trying to communicate across. Yeah, yeah, so um, I'm typically, like, you can hear it in my voice, like, I, I have this very, like, probably too cool exterior but i'm like a ball of emotions inside so that's that music's my outlet for that um and especially in this uh shoegaze genre i i believe that's like the most um what's the word emotive that uh, guitar can sound at least um so that that's what drew me into going down this road it's really excellent too. Like what I did listen to, I have really enjoyed because when you say like wall of sound, it really is this like, I, I, I feel like I need to listen to it again because for me, I put it on, you know, in the car or something like that. I feel like there's certain music that like when you put on headphones and you can really get into it and just like sink into it. I feel like that's the sound that I get from a lot of your music is being able to really just kind of sink into that sound. And I, I feel like I need to listen to it again from that perspective. For sure. Um, It's good you're listening in the car, though. I'm kind of old school. When I'm uh, getting my mixes back, I make sure to throw them onto a CD and put them on in the car to make sure it sounds good first. So that's like number one for me. But yeah, number two is does it sound good in headphones? Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. So I I wanted to take a little backtrack to to something that you had mentioned earlier on in the beginning of our conversation here. And you were talking a little bit about like influence of how things had changed from your early music. And you said kind of pandemic time is when you felt like you kind of really got more into, would, how would you phrase it? Maybe I'm putting it wrong, but got more into like the, the genre that you wanted to be in or just more of like you're doing more of what you wanted to do. How would you put that? Yeah, I wasn't, 
I don't know how far back to start this story. So if you listen to my catalog, and you know this goes for anybody listening to this, you, you'll hear not just a progression in style, but it's also my uh, admittedly recording skills um, that has been a lot of trial and error. But um, I don't want to say that I put a lot of uh, things out there with errors in it, but it was just... I believed in the songs at the time, so I wanted to make sure they were out there in some format. And as I went, I, I make sure that I'm learning how to do this better and better so that like there's a better listening experience out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there's that aspect of my progression, but also stylistically speaking, I got to a point in, it was actually early 2020 before everything shut down where mm-hmm. I didn't realize I wasn't being true to myself musically. And this is, I'm trying to phrase this in a way because I I don't feel like the album I put out at that time was, you know, total crap or anything. I I think that the songs were really well written, um, but my approach to it wasn't natural for me. And... And that came from when I started down, started in music, I liked this idea of constantly reinventing myself okay. uh, because U2 does that. Um, David Bowie always did that and, and yeah. things like that. But um, I, I think as a solo musician, it's it's kind of even harder because you're, you don't have like a rotating door of collaborators or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to... Keep going if you know. Oh, no, go right ahead. I'm listening. I love it. Please. I'm so, um, you know, relationships affect what you're doing creatively at the time, at any given time, right? So, um, like, around 2012, I, I was going out with somebody who just really liked going to see these singer-songwriters, solo per- performers, and for me, I always wanted a big rock band. And I'm like, you know what? I'm the only one, like, I used to try and get together a lot with a friend of mine. We were trying to get a band going, and and I was like, maybe this is the solution. I should go out, and I should just grab an acoustic guitar. And, you know, whether or not that's the way I'm writing and recording the music, I can perform it that way and still speak to an audience. Um, And and eventually that kind of got around to, um, I went back, as you've probably heard, like I tried to do a little acoustic EP based on that stuff, but then all of a sudden I was back out into outer space with uh, <laughs> playing with you know keyboards and and uh, programmed beats and, and things like that, um, and that became what is known as after the aftermath. But then, still going ahead, uh, my big opus of uh, the best stuff I was ever going to write called Transportation Boulevard, which came out in early 2020, yeah. was just me writing, sitting in a room with my acoustic guitar, uh, whatever chords came to me, things like that, and vocal melody at the time. I would mm. just run with that. Um, uh, my wife, who you know, Victoria, she's yeah. into a lot of more kind of raw, earthy kind of kinds of music. Yeah. And that that kind of got me interested in going that route because you'll find in this area of the, um, the country and Ohio especially that there's a huge like folk 
indie, very uh, strong folk scene, a lot of country yeah. and Americana type of uh, pocket. Your typical Midwest, what you would expect to see in the Midwest. So I, I can't, <laughs> I can't blame it just on her uh, influence over me, which I'm not mad at it in the least. If she's gonna listen to this, <laughs> by the way, she's listening. I'm sure she's listening. <laughs> She'll be listening real soon. But. Um, yeah, it was another way to reinvent myself, and I thought it would bring me closer to the music community around here. Yeah. Um, so I started from that level, and I didn't want to put too many layers on, to, on top of this music. I still got tempted in a few songs, as I'm okay. sure anybody who's listened to it could hear. Um, come 2020, and the, the pandemic hits, I had my album release show. Luckily, I, I got to still do that. But then uh, things closed down and um, everybody, you know, feeling a wide range of emotions. But Mm -hmm. there was such a, I I found that through live streaming, it was this great new way, you know, people have been doing it for a long time, but it was this great new way that a lot of artists hadn't ventured into to did you find yourself doing a lot of live stream at that time yeah i did that for like a solid almost two years because of this um and i liked that uh, quite a bit because i got to ramble like that's cool what was so what was your primary or, or currently what's your primary type of performance now is it through recording and releasing are you doing shows what is what is your you know mode of performance currently um i'm I get out and do some shows, um, maybe somewhere between five and ten a year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not as uh, as much of like what do I want to say? I don't thrive there as much as I do in the studio. Okay, got and it. so um, I'm at a real point in my performing career where I want to make those two worlds feel. Like they're connected, okay. You know, so um, I want to have all the toys with me when I go perform, and it's hard as a solo artist. So I'm trying to uh, trying to rethink things from just playing acoustic guitar all the time. I want it to be something more, and I, I think I'm getting there. But okay. um, that's just a preview for anybody who comes to see me. I love to hear that. No, so that's that's a big transition too, right? Because going up and playing on stage on by yourself. You pull out the acoustic, you, you do a couple songs, you know, that's a certain thing. But being able to have that full sound when it's just you and you got to make all of it, right? So you're putting the whole song together. Would you just like have like pre-recorded and play stuff with, with some of it and then play over top? Or what are you, do you have, or are we giving away too much as far no, as what no, you're no, trying no. to like lean Not into at all. next? I've, I've thought about going down that road, but I realized I would have to have like instrumental mixes of everything I've done. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not good at mixing my own songs. <laughs> I'll put that out there. Fair enough. Um, no shame. But uh, so I, I did. I don't want to have to like send these songs back out to be like, hey, take my my voice out of this and mm-hmm. keep it, keep everything else, you know take the guitar out because I'll be playing guitar too. Sure. So I finally decided that wasn't the right way to go. So um, it's going to be a combination of loops. I've used that a lot for um, for my acoustic performances, but cool. um, also maybe some smarter 
uh, drum beats and things like that and, and trying to loop some bass lines and, and stuff. So I, I think it'll come together. That's a, it's no, yet to be seen. That's a fun change, though. And I think it's it's good to find, especially like in when you're trying to be creative, having different challenges. You mentioned reinventing yourself. It's You almost lose the the spark sometimes if i know for me like if i'm trying to do any kind of creative adventure if i'm doing too much of the same thing over and over again for me i start to like i I don't know i need to find a way to change it to make it different to make it more of what i want it to be Mm -hmm. and you've been doing this a a long time i guess that's another side a lot of people don't talk about that much is have you fallen had like an in and out of love relationship with your music at all ever oh big time <laughs> um, so I, I was telling my wife this uh, recently. I was like, I'm very hesitant. There are musicians out there that'll talk about how they released songs that they hate now, yeah. and it's like, don't, like, don't tell the people what song that is. I have them. I know I have them, <laughs> sure. but I'm not gonna tell people what they are because that might be somebody's favorite song. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> but yeah, you you definitely fall in and out of love with stuff, and that, and then then there's like those hallmarks where um, you just have always liked the song that that you came up with. Um, I, there are you know at least five to ten that that I just never want to drop off of a set list. Nice. That's cool. And I, I, I'm curious about this from your perspective as an artist, as a musician. I know with a lot of, I guess, what's the best way to phrase this? I guess with like a lot of different artists, there's like, we talked about kind of like falling in and out of love with stuff. When you have currently, you know, your life that is career and then you have your art and those seem to exist together, but a little bit separate. Am I on the right page with that? Yeah, yeah. So would, provided the opportunity, would you ever go full-time making music your job? Or is part of that feel like, okay, maybe this is a little bit too much? Yeah, um, it's always been the dream, and I think, uh, you know, the dream of many creative types yeah. uh, to just make that their, um, their support vehicle. Uh, I wonder how it would be though like yeah. you know because there's that old trope and I, I don't know if I buy into it still but that you shouldn't like your job so it's <laughs> one of those like if that was what I did full time how quickly would I get burned out on it Yeah. Um, but right now it's just one of those whenever I have even half an hour that I want to be working at it that's awesome um, so huh. I don't know uh, but yeah, I do want to, and I'm sorry just to continue yeah, on. Please. Like the older I get, I I wonder how true it is because I was thinking it, it's definitely a passion to keep making music. But I know, like I, I alluded to it before, that that live performance I need to make it something new. Yeah. Because um, right now, as it is, I don't know if I'd want to like ter- tour the country or or the world with uh, just my acoustic guitar. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Especially when you're kind of, you've developed this like really big, exciting sound and to not be able to put it out there. That's yeah. kind of part of the reason why is like as a, as a creator, I imagine you, you make something like that. It's like, okay, it would be cool to share this thing that I've, that I've made. So now if you're not doing that, it, it kind of falls back into the, is this true to who I am? If I'm not mm. doing the thing that I, I really like and enjoy. So, man, that's, that's interesting. I, I try to keep it kind of 
fresh either way because I do think of presenting things in an acoustic format still a form of reinvention because now you have to think of a different way these songs can be presented cool that's awesome so, so that's not that bad <laughs> no no not at all and yeah I, I I've had like kind of talking about our last little point here I've had a lot of conversations around this because I think it's personally something that's affected me a lot was how do what is my relationship with you know my job what is my relationship with this podcast what is my relationship with you know kind of always being a little bit cerebral thinking about those type of things like okay I really enjoy doing this but I found that at a certain point when I was doing a bunch of them in a row because I had like 30 or so episodes I released last year Sometimes I was just putting something out and it didn't feel super authentic. And I, I don't know if that's okay as far as like people listening. Like maybe it's fine. And they're like, okay, it's great. There's just content coming. But it didn't feel like it was really good quality content to me. And that didn't feel awesome when I was putting something out that's like, well, I got to do the podcast every week. Check the box. And I've been trying to get more intentional about, okay, when I do sit down, it's a conversation that's thought out. It's a conversation where people could potentially enjoy or learn something from it, not just like, here is your weekly content update from me. Yeah. Um, I wanted to touch on this. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so this really speaks to me. Um, it's the whole you got to go there to come back philosophy. Okay. Right? And, and that's what I was starting to get to with um, my progression. But, yeah, it sounds like you are right there For in sure. line with it. You ha- I feel like it's, it's hugely important. You might be, uh, you know, you get that burnout, but it's telling you, what to do you know what I mean yeah um, it, it's telling you that you don't feel that authenticity and and now you know that you need to go a different direction with it and and that's where I found myself um yeah so I, <laughs> trying to find a way to kind of like listen to that voice when you feel it right like you're like okay I, I'm now noticing that like I'm not quite feeling right. It's time to find a way to pivot. Can I make it a little bit more about what I want to be? Because like I, I guess my further example with like what I'm doing here, the reason why I shifted to being like, oh, I want to talk to more creative people because I wasn't feeling particularly inspired by some of the conversations. I've been in like my job doing like real estate for a long time. Every single I, I went on other podcasts. I talked to other interviewers, and they're like this is great. You could make this into a business. Uh, you know, it would be awesome. Uh, talk about real estate. I'm like, I don't, Mm. I I get it's what I do, but it's not the thing that like brings me a ton of joy. I do enjoy Mm -hmm. when I get to go to coffee shops and somebody's playing acoustic guitar in the corner and they're playing their own stuff and I get to sit down and listen to it. I love that. It, it, it lights, it lights my soul up. And so having conversations with people, they get to do that type of thing. I'm like, well, that's something I might have more enjoyment around. And it's kind of led me to like why we're sitting here today as opposed to me just going and being like, who's the next business owner on my list I can talk to and find out, you know, how do they like their life? So (laughs) I'm trying to find more new intentional ways. And I am interested. So like I know the pandemic was a big thing for a lot of people. Did that make a big shift in the way that you presented anything, whether it's personally or creatively? Yeah, so my... uh my long story that I was going on and on about earlier, um, the point that it comes to is um, when things shut down, I was laid off uh, from my day job for about two and a half months. And I can, 
I honestly consider myself lucky in that respect because a lot of people had a lot worse that they were dealing with and not just you know financially there was the whole health thing with sure, it too right <laughs> that we other can't big part forget about that but um there were yeah so there were a lot of uh musicians that were putting together even online festivals and and things like that and i i knew that i liked listening to shoegaze and there there's this uh station called dkfm out of um i want to say los angeles mm-hmm. um, people can correct me if i'm wrong there uh, they did one called dream gaze oh and it was like okay if you're a musician in this genre put like uh submit something to us and i wasn't jumping at the chance because I was still kind of stuck in the what I was doing at the time but once I took this festival in and saw how like how there was this community there too that really just I don't know it just really spoke to me at the time and I had this moment where like the light switch turned on and I'm like why am I not making the kind of music I would listen to that's interesting. And that, that was a moment for me, and I, I'm like, well, now I'm going to listen, A, listen to more shoegaze just yeah. because this was a, kind of emotional for me. That's and incredible. And B, uh, yeah, because, like, everybody's commenting on the video, and you feel, yeah. you know, you it, it's it's uh, it was a great way to interact with people without, you know, them being there in the room with you. That's really cool. And I, I, I love the idea of being able to, like, figure out your authenticity like it seems like it should be simple right it's just like do the thing that you like but it's yeah i don't know why it, like just as people we struggle with that concept so much to sometimes just I, like i'm so envious of some people that seem to just like look at stuff and maybe it's just the personality type where again i'm more reserved and hesitant so when i see people that just go after stuff I, I sometimes hear the opposite thing where I talk to someone who's like very aggressive and they're like, I don't know what I'm doing ever. I just do things and like hope it works. I'm like, how, how, how do you do that? That's so impressive to me. I, it's crazy. I, I have friends that ask me like, how did you come up with that particular sound or, yeah. or passage in a song? And I'm like, I don't know. I had a, you know, I sat down at the, the keyboard or uh, with a guitar in my hand and it came out. That's, and, and that sounds, you know, kind of egotistical or something but yeah. no that's how it happens sometimes right. it has sometimes it's just birthed from like right that was like oh that was kind of cool like yeah. let's, let's do more of that all right i, I guess like, it's just all whether you're hitting the record button or not <laughs> sometimes that's funny i love that that and so this is a, a common a common topic that I, I always like to try and bring up at some point in time throughout our show because one of the things that's really important to me um, I found myself in the past couple of years, you know, between pandemic stuff and like trying to be more introspective of like who I am and what I'm doing with my life. I'm like, okay, well, there are also like some mental health things that I need to address within myself. Yeah. I spent a couple months, I mean, even the past year in therapy and like trying to like work okay. on like, okay, what do I need to work on within me? And part of it was, I think, really struggling to be authentic with myself because a lot of that you know when we talk about authenticity a lot of what i was doing felt like you know this is kind of a charade i'm just out there performing and having this like constant wheel of like does it really matter what i'm doing <laughs> like that kind of feeling where i'm like 
okay, I'm a little depressed. That's what that's what's going on here. Uh, I'm I'm interested because for a lot of artists, I think that when you have that place that's escapism for you, how does your own you know mental well being play into your music? It's there. I mean, you can hear it in the songs, yeah. and uh, this next project I'm working on is intentionally called a little less miserable because I think when I went uh, and started recording the things that I put out in 2020 and uh, you know since then they're kind of a bummer but I mean you know beautiful bummer if there's yeah. such a thing um, but I, I definitely want to kind of communicate to people that uh, I'm not just this curmudgeon all the time um, but yeah you can hear it in the music because I was I think a lot of people had this in their own kind of way but um, trying to go back out into the world after things were shut down and yeah. it, it was like the there was such a, a tension about it I guess or uh, anxiety over it that you didn't know how to react to the, the littlest things that you would have been fine or brushing off like so um, definitely, like, uh, the, the name of my last release was Attack of the Minor Inconveniences because <laughs> of those kinds of feelings. Um, it's yes. got a song on it called uh, Forgot How to People because you, uh, I, I don't know, a lot, a lot of people felt like they didn't know how to <laughs> interact anymore. And uh, me especially, I, yeah. it, you said it, uh, I ended up having, um, putting myself through a, a few therapy sessions yeah uh because you deal with that and then you're finding like the things that you used to go out and do for fun aren't bringing you joy anymore and you're wondering what is wrong like i thought everything opening back up and being able to do this again would just be like this overwhelming yes please like yeah thank goodness this is back and like I was standing at concerts, like with rooms full of people, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. This is like yeah. too many people. Like, wow. I should maybe I should leave, even though this is like a band I've always wanted to see live and stuff that's like wild. that. It, yeah, it messes with your head. I'm interested. That's that's interesting, and in how you said that affected you, because for me it was like this spiral into like a new hobby every three months where I'm like, maybe I like this now. And like, maybe I like this thing now. And like, just like consistently trying. I'm like, well, I don't like kind of having a lot of negativity towards the things that I used to do in my life because I'm like, well, was I actually happy? And then I'm like spending all this time like, okay, well, I'm really into motorcycles now. Now I'm not really into camping. Now I'm really into podcasting. Now I'm really into Dungeons and Dragons. And like, whatever (laughs) it is, like it would be like this constant spiral of like, okay, here's this new hobby that I'm picking up to like try and fill some kind of feeling that I have when in, in reality, I think it was more about trying to, again, why I did this show is like trying to figure out, it's like, okay, well, what are the things that I care about in my life? And how do I get back into the world and try and, like, it was almost like a reset point. How do I try and do it again, but be a little bit more me this time and not have to feel like I'm that actor playing Jake. I'm being myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you feel like you're you're there? Or Way you, more yeah, now. I mean, it's, it's always a work in progress, yeah. right? But, Way more now than I ever have. I think uh, okay, that that's really, great. yeah. I, I, I've had moments in my life where I'm like, I think I've really got it. 
And then I kind of look back and I'm like, no, that wasn't it. <laughs> you know, the <laughs> yeah. reinvention, right? No. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like the old hindsight 2020 thing. Um, not to play on the, the year <laughs> 2020, the, the phrase. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it really kicks in for you. And, and going back to David Bowie, that's yeah. that quote about aging where he says aging's the process where you become who you were always meant to be. <laughs> or I'm, I'm paraphrasing, yeah. but um, that always hit, hit home a lot because, yeah, I, and you probably feel it too. Like you look back on that little version of yourself and you're like, no, I don't. What was I doing? Yeah, what was <laughs> right? I thinking? What was that about? I think everybody does that to some extent, but. That's funny. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. So I, I know those are some of the big things that I wanted to chat about today. And, you know, the especially going over the mental health thing, I, I think it's interesting when talking to artists and musicians because you can hear it in music. And one of the really important things to me why I do this show is to, um, one, it's for part of it is selfish it's for me because i'd like to help like I, I feel like it gets me closer to finding more about myself i hope the people that i bring on get to share something that's important to them and talk about themselves the other thing is i, I like bringing up mental health points because i think it's another thing that's like very nice to hear when people are chatting about that openly it's like okay this is something that and the same with music when it's in there a lot of times when i hear a song that's a sad song you know, it's very relatable, and I get a lot of, like, okay, this evokes a lot of feeling in me, and it, to me, music is great because of that. I love that it sparks feeling and emotion in me, so, I, I mean, I think it's awesome that you get to create that for people. That's super, super cool to me. Yeah, thank you. Heck yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, Outside of what we've talked about here, was there anything else that you wanted to go over today? <laughs> I did make some notes, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we've touched on a lot of them. Uh, I think cool. the the like the thought that I want to leave anybody listening. To oh, super! This I was with. just going to ask yeah. what that was. If, awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, d- be I, the best way I can say it is be your weird. So yeah, if you have hesitation, like. Be your weirdest self. Don't, like, uh, what do I want to say? If You can't create, especially for creative types, uh, you can't create something that speaks to others if it doesn't speak to you first is what I'm getting at. And and that was part of, it banks on what you were just saying. It's like, are you really putting your authentic self out? Or, like, was this the thing that I was really passionate about? That kind of thing. It's, of course, trial and error, but... Um, yeah, you have to try. So, uh, yeah, Don't mess put, up. but Get out but there. put yourself <laughs> into it. Um, and 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 for me, like I, I, again, it's another dance that I do. I write these songs from a pretty personal place, but I try to craft them in a way that's like, well, there might be other people dealing with these issues. So I that's I awesome. don't want people to hear this and be like, oh, that's just. That's a song for Craig Rich. That's not. Uh, uh, that's too personal, and he's talking about his own life, and I can't get into the song. Wow. Um, so, um, I, again, I'm off on a little bit of a tangent, but yeah, that's it. 
<laughs> be, we- be weird because normal is boring. That's the best advice anyone could ever give. So, Craig, well, to wrap up here, let's go ahead and I'd love to give a quick plug so people can find your music, find what you do if you want to go ahead and share a little bit where people can find you. Yeah, so, I mean, the main hub is craigrichmusic.com, but if you search for me on, on any platform, uh, Spotify is usually where I direct people. Um, I just go under my own name, Craig Rich. Um, for fans of uh, alternative shoegaze, but I also come out sounding like Johnny Marr sometimes, <laughs> and uh, um, Uncle, if anybody's familiar with that band, Uncle with a K. Nice. Um, it's excellent stuff. Yeah. Highly, highly recommended. So Craig Rich on all the spots, and look for you on your website. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks for the plug. Of and course. And look for Finding Self with Jake. <laughs> even, yeah. Even though they've found it if they're here. <laughs> you must have found it, but follow us on all the socials, too. we got to get the Instagram plug and everything else out there. So right. Finding Self with Jake on all the socials. You know where to find it, guys. You've listened to enough of them by now. <laughs> all right. And uh, you're going to finish and play us out with a song. Um, I talked about this song, uh, Forgot How to People. And so I think it's probably appropriate to go ahead with it. to leave.